Right. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Imfan Agpan, and I am professor of accounting. And I wanted to really switch it up this week. And the reason for doing that is I had a conversation in Telegram, in a Telegram group I belong to, and we were talking about economics. And it made me think about a conversation I had on YouTube with a very brilliant, um, in my opinion, econom economist named Andre Polgar, uh, where he talks about his book, uh, Age of Anomaly. And we actually met and connected uh, uh, with our interview on YouTube, um, on, on this YouTube channel, in 2018 when he released his book, which went on to be a, a bestseller and to really propel him forward, along with his uh, YouTube channel, One Minute Economics, which I recommend taking a look at. So I, I've got the clip. Here is Andre talking about his book. And remember, this is in 2018, and I think, the, the words of wisdom and the gems that he give is relative today. Thanks a lot for having me on. Uh, maybe some of you know me from my YouTube channel, which is called One Minute Economics, where I kind of specialize in making complicated stuff easy to understand. So essentially, I kind of made an, a brand around the channel by putting forth these balanced economic views backed by research, but presented in a way that's also entertaining. So that kind of caught on. I, my work is being used by universities more and more. It also sometimes gets featured on mainstream platforms like your MSN and, you know, a bunch of Seeking Alpha, just finance sector uh, publications as well. And strangely enough, it works. And I got, I've gotten to be known by many as the economist dude on YouTube, pretty much. And with it does come a certain degree of responsibility. And that's kind of what led me to our discussion today, to being all over YouTube, collaborating with people, being on podcasts as well, to do my best to spread the word about my book. Because I'm not the type of person who is quick to panic. Like, I'm a pretty hands-on economist. I think I put a good balance on the table between researching things, but also getting my hands dirty. So whether it's cutting edge stuff like cryptocurrencies or traditional assets like real estate, I like to be involved in the things I talk about. So therefore, since I do have quite a bit of hands-on experience, I'm not the type of person who's easily spooked by your average you know, market correction or whatever. So I do have to say that while I'm not the type of person who is all doomy and gloomy and whatnot, I am concerned. And I didn't really want to have this lingering sense of guilt that I have these concerns, but just because it doesn't feel comfortable, I keep them to myself. So essentially, I've decided to write The Age of Anomaly. I'm going to show it to you guys real quick. I, I, I like to laugh and tell people that if you don't read it, you can just work out your biceps with it. It's a, it, it, it is a huge book, like 400 plus pages. And 
I've written it to kind of give people the best from A to Z guide that I can on preparing for the next financial crisis. Like I start by guiding them through economic history from the first recorded asset bubble, the tulip mania that peaked in 1636 to 1637, moving on to, of course, modern day popular case studies like the dot-com bubble, like the Great Recession, or modern day case studies nobody heard of, like the short domain mania of 2015 to 2016. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only economist who ever studied that one. And I do these things, not because I think history repeats itself, but because I do believe it tends to rhyme. And you, by studying history properly, you get a, cl- a glimpse into human nature. You get to understand what makes us tick, how we go from being overly euphoric to excessively pessimistic. And it's this kind of understanding, especially after after we draw some parallels, find some common denominators when it comes to all of those case studies. It's precisely this understanding that's going to help people position themselves in a way that maximizes the likelihood that they're going to spot the next financial crisis as early on as possible, we hope. But the second dimension of my book is all about humility, because I keep stressing to people that even someone like myself who partly due to the nature of his occupation, thinks about these things all day, even I might be taken by surprise by whichever black swan event causes the next crash. So I believe it's wise to dedicate just as much time and energy to being more financially resilient in general. So I, in, in the second part of my book, I make it my number one mission not to get people hooked on predictions that I make or strategies that I spoon feed them, but rather I take them through asset classes one at a time. I help them figure out for themselves what they should invest in, why they should invest in it. And essentially, it's my goal to make them logic-driven economic thinkers. Because with knowledge comes clarity. And that clarity, as Warren Buffett says, is going to enable you to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Or in other words, when everyone thinks they're going to get rich off the stock market, you're going to say, wait a second, maybe it's time to take some profits off the table. And the same way, when everyone's frightened and panic selling their portfolios, you're going to say, wait a second, I actually have a plan in place for this. So maybe it's time to go bargain hunting. And I try to get the message across that these things may seem complicated, but as I do on my YouTube channel, as I do through my books, I'm pretty good at making complicated stuff simple to understand. And this is what I try to do with the Age of Anomaly, to make it seem like, like, not like it's this arrogant know-it-all who talks down on people, but rather like you have a close friend who just so happens to be good at economics, who shares a few tips with you about what his concerns are at this point. And that's pretty much it. 